Welcome back to another episode of Get Real with Casey Kasem, the podcast that takes a look behind the scenes of the fantasy football industry through interviews with analysts and content creators in the space. On this episode, I chatted with Austin Thompson, someone you may know from his work with Eat Sleep Fantasy, where he's an editor while also putting out his own content. We talked about a ton of stuff in this one, including being mistaken for Darius Rucker, wanting to have a stat associated with his name someday, watching cooking shows, liking AJ McCarron, search engine optimization, why he decided to start putting out content content, plus much more. Check Austin out on Twitter at AustinWroteThat. You should also follow me on Twitter at TheCaseyKasem and the podcast at GetReal underscore pod. This podcast is a proud member of the DAP Network. You can subscribe to the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network on whatever podcast platform you use to get all the brilliant DAP shows in one spot, including this one. Thank you again for the support you have given this podcast. Oh yeah, I meant to mention this as well. I can't believe that I've gone through recording this many podcasts and I never brought it up, but I have three dogs. So yes, they show up in the background of this episode. And they show up in almost every single episode. It's not a real podcast until a dog starts barking. Anyway, with that out of the way, here's my conversation with Austin Thompson. It's so hard to just come in like, you know, you're just having a conversation because I got to tell you, you know, usually this amount of time and this and then then I go directly into the question. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's always awkward. And then I went directly into the question. (laughs) So (laughs) it was like, no, like, hey, because we had talked prior to me pressing record. But like I immediately was like, so as a kid and she's like, what? (laughs) So I won't take you off guard too much, but uh, try to keep you on your feet, Austin. But uh, how have you been? Pretty good. Pretty good. I cannot complain. How about you? Uh, you know, it's a, what's today? Wednesday. See, I thought it was Thursday and that there was football on and I'm like, all right, but that's tomorrow. That's okay. I told my wife yesterday morning when I left the house, Hey, don't forget. I have a podcast tonight. I won't be home. Yeah. And then around lunchtime, I was like, yeah, I think it's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Check my schedule. (laughs) And then she calls me and she's like, Hey, you told me this morning that you were recording today but on the calendar in the kitchen it says tomorrow which one of us is confused i was like probably both of us you know but i was like no it's tomorrow i had it wrong i never know what day it is i don't i mean i should because like you know monday through friday get that grind on but it's like i don't know this all runs together and when the weekend's here i that's the only time i really care about it anyway so see i work for myself yeah and i pretty much work every day Mm -hmm. um uh, it depends. I, it's it's weird. I I do I, I work for myself, but like I have an insane schedule. So there's a lot of times when Saturday and Sunday I just come to the office because no one's here and I can do whatever I want to. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's cool. But yeah, my days run together. I'm just like, oh, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Well, you know, uh, it, it is what it is. Right, adulthood. So here's a fun transition. See, I told you I'm horrible at these transitions, but. <laughs> <laughs> so going back to that time, the, the, the simpler time where we could actually remember what day it was. But yeah. um, no, where did you grow up and and how was that whole, you know, growing up? thing? So this this is a fun story. I am originally from California. OK, that's where I was born at. Um, but my parents are both from the south. My, I'm, I live in Tennessee. Both my parents are from Tennessee. They met in Milwaukee through mutual friends, had me and my brother in California. And then I moved to Milwaukee where I started school. Then I moved back to California. And then after the 89 earthquake, I moved to Tennessee. And then we moved back to California. 
And then my parents got divorced and I moved <laughs> back to Tennessee. And I've been here ever since. I was I was starting to do the little drawing on my paper to, to <laughs> try to connect that. And I kind of lost track. So we'll, we'll, we'll just say you, you've been in places. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, that's cool. Um, so did you have a relationship with sports or were you into sports growing up? Um, have you ever seen Family Matters? Yes. I was Steve Urkel. <laughs> so um, you did that. I <laughs> know. Uh, so I remember I played baseball very we moved a lot. My 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 dad wanted a lot for us and our family. He was always trying to make things better. So we moved a lot. I remember playing baseball. Like I think I might have played two games of baseball when I was growing up as a kid. Um didn't watch a lot of sports. We watched Super Bowl every year. That's how I got into that was my connection to football was every year everybody in America watches the Super Bowl. And the first one I remember is the 85 Super Bowl with the Bears. And that's why I've been a Bears fan ever since then. Ah. Um, yeah. I played sports a little bit in high school, but I wasn't good. Like I was never had aspirations. I was not going places. You know. Yeah, I've been nah. there. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you on that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, getting into football and like watching that Super Bowl. Um, yeah, I remember watching uh, the reason I'm a Cowboys fan isn't because of the Super Bowl, but like that or the Super Bowls, excuse me, we live in the past, but yes. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but I do remember watching that is one of my first sports memories is watching yeah. them in the Super Bowl. I couldn't tell you which one it was, but I could tell you I remember Troy Aikman. So yeah, um, <laughs> so that's really cool that and, and you're still a band's fair to the or fan till this day. Yes. Okay. Do you yes, have a favorite I'm player on the team? Or at, of all time, Refrigerator Perry is my favorite of all time. Okay, because he was a he was just this massive, bigger than life character. Um, his personality transcended football. It was just so cool because I you know I remember like seeing him in commercials and him being interviewed on like talk shows and stuff like that. And he was just so good. And he wasn't you know the star like like Walter Payton was, but he was just he was a he was a huge part of why they were there. So yeah, he was my guy. It's awesome. Is there anybody on this current team that you're, you know, more no, likely to say is yay it is, than anybody it else? Is, <laughs> I want to have faith. And I want to, I kind of like Cole commit. Okay. Um, but I just, I can't get behind fields fields. I wasn't behind Trubisky. And I, <laughs> I'm actually probably the world's worst bears fan, to be honest, because I, I, I haven't liked anybody on the team since 85, <laughs> pretty much. Well, uh, no, I like commit. <laughs> Well, yeah, I like Komet as well, and it's it, it is funny. I've had a few Bears fans on. I had Dave Kluge on a few weeks ago, who was love like, Dave. yeah, and he and he was talking about his uh, love of Jay Cutler. We all know that's uh, you know. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, has there been a guy that you've kind of been, you know, supporting a you know a player that you've been a supporter of that maybe hasn't lived up to everyone else's expectations? You wish could get you know where he should be. On the Bears or anybody else? Um, anybody else? So I, I'm also college college wise. I'm a Notre Dame fan, mm -hmm. um, which is makes it really bad that one of my favorite players was AJ McCarron because he played for Alabama. Yeah, and I always wanted that. I was like, I just want him to be a, get a chance and start somewhere, and he never got a chance. Like I always, whether he failed or or, or whether he made it, I just wanted to see him have the chance, and yeah. I always was bummed he never got the chance. Yeah, I mean, I, I my 
cousin, a couple of my family members are actually from, you know, they're big Alabama supporters and stuff. Yeah. So I do remember, you know, the AJ, you know, hype oh, yeah. that was going on. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. So I remember that. Um, as you got older, um, you fell into fantasy football somehow. What was the origin story there? <laughs> so I, I make a joke all the time about the fact that if I see two kids running through the park, I will bet on which kid wins or I'll bet on which kid falls. Okay. So I've always, <laughs> I've always enjoyed gambling, uh, betting, whether, I mean, not even just, you know, sports books or anything like that, not for necessarily for money. I just right. like betting on things. Um, so I was always kind of into betting and I, so DFS was much bigger to me in the beginning than fantasy football was, um, I remember my first fantasy football league I ended up playing in was because I was selling cars and one of the sales managers is like, Hey, I got a spot in the league. You want to be in? I was like, yeah, sure. Um, so that was actually probably later, but um, yeah. And DFS, I mean, that's uh, an interesting thing to kind of dip your toes into at first. So uh, who or how did you find out about DFS? So Honestly, can't remember. I, I, I'm sure it was like one of, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I'm on the internet constantly. And I'm sure it was, I got targeted for multiple ads <laughs> and um, it was probably one of those sign up and get a free something. So I started doing the free something. And then um, I was setting my lineups and I was looking for stuff on Sunday mornings. Mm -hmm. And I stumbled across this YouTube channel for Eat Sleep Fantasy. And I started watching the podcast. They used to do a Sunday morning live show back when they were much more into DFS. And uh, I got to watching these ridiculous psychos um, <laughs> yes. building lineups and giving tips and, you know, talking about all these different props and stats. And I would, I would literally make my kids breakfast with my iPad in the kitchen on YouTube, cranked as loud as I could on Sunday mornings watching the show. And that's how I got into it. And then I was listening to the podcast. And Dale, who we both know, mm -hmm. um, randomly was like, hey, we're looking for writers. And I was like, these guys are a lot like me. They're pretty dysfunctional. Terrible senses of humor. Yeah, I, I'm sure I could write for these guys. So I just sent him a message. And he was like, all right, you're in. He didn't ask for a sample or anything like that. He was just like, hey. He had seen me in the comments as a fan and stuff like that. But he was like, uh, you know, if you want to write, you're more than welcome to write. So that's how I got started was writing. And now I'm the editor. <laughs> I roll. No, uh, but no. Uh, yeah. I've had Dale on the show as well. He actually said that you should come on the show. And I was yeah. like, how already asked you? So <laughs> we were just <laughs> working awesome. on getting it to work. So yeah, um, that's super dope. And um, yeah, my origin story is kind of the same about getting at, you know, if you want to, yeah. and I'd never done it before. So um, had you had a passion for writing prior to that? Or was this your first experience with no. diving into that? I, I hated English. I used to love to read. When I was a kid, I kind of enjoyed writing. And then I realized I wasn't as good as I thought I was. So I kind of just like, you know, passed on writing. And I hadn't really written anything. Um, so it wasn't like a passion. It was just one of those, hey, I'll try it. It'll be a good side project. And now I'm constantly looking for a way to make this my full-time job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is a grind. and it, But it's so fun, too. So... Um, putting out content for the first time. Well, do you remember what the first kind of things you were writing about were all about? 
so if I'm not mistaken, when we first started, when I first started writing, um, they already had all the standard articles. They had a streaming article. They had a waiver wire article. Um, we had a lot more articles then than we do now because people have kind of left, you know. So I think the first article I wrote was an article called What I Wish I Knew Last Week. It was kind of a recap of all the ridiculous things. Like if I was writing it now, it would have been, well, I wish I knew that Taysom Hill would score three <laughs> touchdowns and, you know, blow up every DFS roster I had. Yeah, so that was the first <laughs> thing I wrote. I like that, though. Like, yeah. it's great. I feel like um, kind of after talking to a bunch of people in the space that a lot of people get to write, you know, about what they want to write about at the beginning, because like you said, everything else is already, you know, so, yeah. you know, have at it and show us what you got. And that's really fun and really awesome how you were able to to find something to do um, that was outside of the box. Yeah. Uh so for people that are aspiring to do just that, um, what kind of advice do you have for them when they're trying to come up with content? Do things you feel comfortable with. You know, everybody has the things they're good at. Some people are stat guys. Some people are, you know, remember every stat can tell you, you know, that this guy ran for this many yards last week and this, you know, but find whatever it is you're interested in and kind of put your own twist on it, you know. And even if you have to do something that's remotely normal or remotely repetitive, you know, just try and put your own spin on it. Like make it when people read it or watch it or ingest it, make them remember that it was you that said that, you know, I always think it's awesome when someone tells a stat and they attribute it to somebody else, you know, Hey, I heard mm -hmm. Matthew Berry say this, or I heard Daniel Dopp say this or whatever, you know, whatever it was. You, you brought up earlier about, uh, being Urkel as a kid. Yes. Now I know that I, um, you get, you're, you're not certain individuals, you're not certain <laughs> celebrities. I know you have that in a couple bios. So yes. who, um, we're just going to go to the personal, this isn't fantasy at all, but, yes. um, how did, uh, well, first of all, who are those two people that people mistake you for and, and why? I get a lot of, <laughs> I get a lot of Darius Rucker jokes. Yeah. And, um, you, you, um, you mean the Steve Urkel? The Urkel? Well, the Urkel was... Darius the, Rucker. Yeah, that's who you have, so, right? So you're not Urkel from back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> so at one point in time, my Twitter handle was was at not Darius Rucker. Um, and then I was like, <laughs> he's going to see this one day and be pissed off or you know, some lawyer will come after me. So I changed it. Hmm. Um, so <laughs> I bartended. I bartended for five years. I, when I moved in Jackson, Tennessee, where I live, Mm -hmm. When I moved here, I started going to this bar, a local bar named Jimmy D's. And I went there forever when I sold cars. And then a friend of ours who was a bartender died in a car accident. And one of my friends was a manager and she was like, hey, we need a replacement. And everybody knew I was kind of, I was around bars a lot. I'd done a lot of DJing and stuff like that. So uh, she was like, hey, would you mind filling in every now and then? I was like, no big deal. So that filling in every then, every now and then turned into five years later, you know, like the SpongeBob thing, um, <laughs> five years later. Insert. So I finally stopped bartending, but the whole time I was bartending and I always, I wear hats a lot and usually yeah. I wear them forwards. It just, just depends. Sometimes backwards, sometimes forwards, depending on the hat. And um, one day this commercial came on for Darius Rucker's new album or something like that. Some guy yells across the bar. Damn, you look like Darius Rucker. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's, that's a thing now. Yeah. So it, 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 it fluctuates between yeah. Darius and Hootie. 
depending uh, on how funny right. my friends want to be. Um, so, yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I wish somebody would call out something, even if it was something ridiculous, just so that I could be like, oh, yeah, I got this. Oh, no, no, no. I was in Italy and somebody called me Beyonce. I'm not even <laughs> effing kidding. That happened. I don't know if he was just, I don't know. My wife said he was calling me Beyonce. I don't yeah. know what he, but I was just like, okay, I'll go with, I, I feel like, you know, I'm feeling good. So yeah, I'll take, I'll take her spirit and her energy. I'll That's totally right. Go. Oh, okay. So back to eat, sleep, fantasy. Um, so writing for them kind of, you know, you, you Twitter is a big part of how I found out about eat, sleep, uh, fantasy. Yeah. And Twitter is a big reason why I found out a lot about fantasy football in general so um the twitter community how did you uh stumble across that did you know about it prior to writing how did that go no i had i had no idea there was this huge fantasy football community until eat sleep fantasy um i think it was yeah i think it was the podcast and they were hey make sure you follow us and then you know dale has a private facebook group for everybody who's you know you know part of the eat nation he calls it and I had no idea there were all these little pockets of all over social media that, you know, were specific to certain things, let alone fantasy football. Um, and then Matthew Barry, you know, the great Matthew Barry, yep. he was tweeting about things, you know, about being on Twitter and Sunday mornings. And that's actually how I found out about the Scott Fishbowl even existed was with Matthew Barry. Um, so, yeah, now before before getting into trying to create content, I had no idea, but I'm so glad that there's a community because like I've met so many awesome people. Yeah. There are a lot of really rad people in the community and how do you, or what kind of advice do you have for people? Because, you know, some people that are listening to this want to get involved with the fantasy, you know, sports websites. They want to podcast, whatever, but they want to learn how to network. Do you have any advice for, you know, speaking to some other people in the industry and kind of, you know, picking their brains. Just, I, I, I'd say don't force it. Um, one of the things I learned when I sold cars was uh, I had a guy who was uh, kind of a mentor to me and he's still a really good friend. And he said, you would never walk into a party and say, hey, my name's Austin. I sell cars. Want to buy a car? You would walk in and you would have a general natural conversation. You'd work your way into whatever it was. So find some conversations you know, that people are having and then give advice or ask questions. You know, you don't have to, if you don't know something, don't try and say, oh, I know I'm an expert on running backs or whatever, you know, just engage in a conversation and then people will start engaging with you. And then it's like, Hey, this, this guy seems pretty cool, you know, and that's, that's how it works for me. You know, I just, I remember, I, I don't remember who it was that I think it was like Gary Vaynerchuk was talking about how when he gets, when he got on Twitter, he would get and he would go on Twitter and he would find people asking questions and he would answer their questions that celebrities weren't weren't responding to. Mm -hmm. You know, Sunday mornings in fantasy football, you have Matthew Barry who's on TV. You have all these people who are on TV and people are adding them all the time. Yeah. They're on live TV. They can't respond <laughs> to you. So if you find some comments like that, some questions people have and you just start answering them or giving your opinion, but like, hey, not in throw in, Hey, I'm no expert, but right. you know, I'm no expert, but my take is this. And then, you know, you make a friend on Twitter, you know, somebody, that guy's like, I like that advice. That was really cool. And they follow you, you follow them back. And next thing you know, you've got a couple of followers. Have you been on any other social media when it comes to fantasy football for advice or, you know, to chat or anything uh, like that, or is Twitter solely 
what you use as a platform? Twitter's mostly it. I tried uh, I tried looking on Facebook and there's not, a lot of the Facebook communities are like the same 10 yeah. people. Yeah. You know, Twitter just seems to be where I can find more and more people. It's like every time I turn around, there's somebody new. Right. You know, 100%. Even, yeah. Even, even just in the last year, you know, the Scott Fishbowl Potathon, I was so impressed to see like that's people yeah. aren't necessarily new in the industry, but they're new to me. And that right, exactly. Great. I'm like, I'm seeing so many more women getting into this space that I'm like, and that's great. Mm -hmm. You know, um, yeah, it's been it's been amazing. Yeah, they have like plenty of talent to choose from to have yeah. come on that podcast. Like it used, I remember when they were like asking for people to come on like in weird hours and stuff. And, and now <laughs> yeah. it's like people were like, you know, clawing their way through trying <laughs> trying to get on for it just a second, yes. you know. So it's pretty awesome to see that grow. And speaking of Sp Scott Fishpole, um, I, I don't know. I feel like we have to bring this up a lot. And I'm sure you've heard me when I've in other episodes, bring up Scott and the Scott Fishbowl. But uh, have you, how, I guess since you brought it up, you, you're in it, but I'm in it. how many times have you been in it? Can you, do you know? This is my second year. So second I was year. in last year for the first time. Um, as an analyst, I was, I think I might've applied as a fan and an analyst. Mm -hmm. And my, and I have multiple email addresses. <laughs> and I think, so I think I separated that way. So it wasn't like I was trying to, trying to apply twice in both categories with the same email address. Right. Um, and I was like, you know, if by chance I get in both times, you know, I just would drop out of one, whichever one he wanted me to. Mm -hmm. But no, I made it in last year as an analyst for Eat Sleep Fantasy. Um, I was in the Prince division last year. Gotcha. Huge Prince fan. Okay. I was going to ask you about music because I like to ask oh. people what their, their musical takes are. Oh, my, my musical takes are so strange. <laughs> um, but yeah, I made it in last year in the Prince division and then I'm in this year in the Nashville division because I live in a town called Jackson, which is pretty much almost right in the middle of Jackson and I mean of Memphis and Nashville. Okay. And um, my mom's from Memphis and I go to Memphis more frequently, but I'm not a huge fan. But I looked in the Memphis uh, I looked at the Memphis group and there wasn't a lot of people who were applying for it. Mm -hmm. So I applied for Nashville and mm -hmm. I, so I, I got, I got that. Um, and I'm doing terrible. I, uh, it's okay. I'm doing terrible. I do terrible every year. So <laughs> it's totally it okay, thing. you know, but uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, just be like me and just see how many times you can actually make it without doing anything. And, and yeah. that's what, you know, um, <laughs> so yeah, with the Scott fishbowl, it is really cool. Um, you know, like you said, you can look and see you, we're doing this year. The divisions are, you know, places. And that's pretty cool uh, that you bring up Tennessee because my sister lives there now. Um, but she does. She lives in Knoxville. So it's cool. Anytime somebody says they're from Tennessee, I'm like, all right, cool. I, I, I do have to go through Memphis to get, you know, to her from where I am. So it's pretty dope. So, um, if you, so you go to Memphis to Nashville? Uh, to Knoxville. I mean, I'm saying, when you go to Knoxville, yeah, yeah. do you I pass even, Nashville? I don't okay. know. Probably there's like, like I think I've seen an exit. I think I'm really if, bad at like I don't drive. Like I mean I drive, I, ask, I just don't drive on road trips. <laughs> the reason I ask is if you go from Memphis to Nashville on I-40, mm -hmm. you'll mm -hmm. drive right past my office. Oh, then we probably do. I'll have to wave next time because yeah. we, we, we take that drive since we have dogs, because you know, so it's 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 totally. a bit of a drive from the Dallas area, but you know, we do oh, yeah. it. Uh, so um so is it uh 
Anyway, let's go back. I'm getting off track. I'm sorry to talk about my family. Who cares? This isn't a podcast about me. This is a podcast about Austin. Austin. So, okay. So you got in the first uh, time to your Scott Fishbowl uh, as an analyst, which is super cool. Um, yeah. And you said you're an editor now. So what exactly does that entail? So that means that not everybody spells great. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so it started off when... When I I am a huge nerd. Um, mm -hmm. I design websites. I do all kinds of stuff like that. Um, design my own websites and do stuff for other people. And when I started writing, it was kind of like there was one guy, another guy named Austin, who was helping upload the articles and stuff like that. So it kind of ended up being my job as the new guy to be the person who uploaded the articles. And I was like, well, you know, I wanted to try and change the graphics. So nobody really knew how to do the graphics on a WordPress website. So I started doing the, the graphics and I started doing the editing, you know, trying to do SEO stuff to mm -hmm. make us pop up in search engines and stuff like that and make our article articles more relevant. And it was kind of like one of those. A couple people were like, hey, do you mind helping me with my article uploading it and stuff like that? I was like, hey, no problem. I don't mind at all. Next thing I know, I'm doing all the articles. <laughs> um, and then some of those those authors, writers have kind of fallen, you know, kind of got out of the space. Um you know, a lot of it for having kids and people being busy with jobs and stuff like that. So now it's actually just me and one other person, uh, Heather Murray, who's a great writer. I had to do the waiver wire article because she's with her family on vacation. Mm -hmm. And um, I told her last week I'd do it. And I even started recording the, I do a lot of audio to text you know, while I'm driving or whatever it is. Gotcha. I use an app called Otter and I will talk while I'm driving. And so I recorded the intro. And then forgot to uh, do the rest of the article <laughs> until like last night. And I was like, oh, yeah, I should start doing this. And then so I finished the waiver wire article today, you know, after waivers have already processed. But just in case anybody, you know, not everybody makes yeah. it. Not everybody is a, a waiver wire ninja. Right. You know, yeah. so I put the article out anyway, but I always make fun of myself for probably being the least talented author. Um, I like being funny or I think I'm funny sometimes, um, but I leave all the writing to the smarter people in my opinion. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just, I'm basically the guy who knows how to log in the website and to do all the stuff. Hey, that's awesome. <laughs> it needs to be done. It's not going to get out unless somebody's there to do that. So you have yeah. a very, you know, so that's very integral and, uh, you know, I don't think I, something that I could do, I know not just spelling, but <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Grammarly is also a great Grammarly is amazing. <laughs> I felt bad because I like stopped writing. Well, not in general, just stopped writing, you know, articles. So I canceled my paid. Yeah. But of course they renewed it before I like was like, oh crap. So I had to like, go in there and <laughs> beg them and plead with them to please give me my money back. Because yes. it's expensive. Yeah, I know, right? So they give it back. So if I ever get back into writing, then okay. Um, <laughs> so uh, with writing, you also podcast. Um and and I've heard you, you know, on various podcasts. You even have it. In your, you have it in your Twitter. Um, so uh, <laughs> um, when you podcast, how did you first start podcasting, and what were you feeling like when you first started? So I am probably the poster child for imposter syndrome. Um, I know I've you know listened to I'm pretty sure all the episodes, and I know that other people have mentioned it when talking to you. They have imposter syndrome. Um, I've always, I, I've always been told I have a nice voice. Um, I used to work at fast food restaurants and people would say, 
you should, I'd be on the speaker, you know, the drive-thru. <laughs> People are like, hey, you should be on the radio. And I'm like, I don't have, no, I can't do that. Um, so it's really, really weird. And it's hard for me because I want to be a perfectionist and I want to go back and edit things. Mm-hmm. But I cannot stand the sound of my own voice. No. No, no. I just like, I'm going to listen to this when, when it comes out. And I'm just <laughs> yeah. going to be like. You sound ridiculous. Oh, see, I didn't even listen to my own episode. So <laughs> good luck, good luck getting through yours because I get hate. Body. I don't like to listen to myself back either. Yeah, I don't think anybody really does. I think you learn. I think what I've I've heard a lot of people say is they they learn to get used to it, mm-hmm. but no one really enjoys it. I don't think. Yeah, it's true. I'm sure there's somebody out there that's like, yeah, I get the voice. Of oh the yeah, there's probably the best, there's probably some there's probably a couple know, of. Most of us are kind of hard on ourselves. So. Yeah, there's a couple of narcissists out there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you have, you do have a nice voice, and well, you know you. I've never been in a job where I'm like, like, like fast food where like people are like hearing me talk. Like I don't like talking to people. I don't know yeah. why I do this podcast, but no, I, I like talk, I like talking to people one on one, and this is fun. But I'm so happy that I came across your stuff, and I'm so happy like through Eat to Sleep Fantasy and everything else, yeah. and we kind of connected. Um, is and you know to see you progress and get to where you are now super dope too um was there anything that when you first started in this industry like putting out content that you were worried about that ended up not being as you know scary as you thought it was or as you know hard to do as you thought it was i like i use i i cuss a lot i cut in my real life i cuss a lot (laughs) and one thing about me is i because like i said i I use usually use an app my handwriting Mm -hmm. is terrible i can't type words of crap i mean i'm i am two finger (laughs) coding i'm i'm terrible at typing like it a lot yeah that's good so (laughs) so my biggest thing was like i was always afraid that like i'd be judged for the fact that i cuss and i i try and write the way that I speak um, because a lot of it is me speaking into a device. And then even if I have to edit later on, I, mm-hmm. I, I do it like that. Um, and I'm, it, it comes from being in the military. Um, I was in the army and I learned, I cussed before that, but I, I learned to cuss a lot more after the army. And I was always afraid that people would look negatively on that. And now it's got to the world, the, the point where I'm like the rest of the world cusses too, whether, whether they put it out there or not. So I was always really afraid that that would impact me negatively. But I mean, I'm probably never going to be on CBS. You know, (laughs) I'm never going to be up there on NBC Sportsline or anything like that. But, you know, people are accepting and stuff like that on a podcast. So that's cool with me. You know, I like that. Yeah. I know. It's it's funny to me when people ask before we get started, can I cuss on your podcast? Because I'm like, I know there are podcasts that, you know, kind of frown upon it. But for the most part, it's like, you know. Yeah, we're speaking like we talk and we're, yeah. you know, exactly. We're telling people how it is in our own words. And those are some of our own words. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, so um, if you had an opportunity to write articles about anything else, do you think that there's something that you're as passionate about as fantasy football that you would want to write about? So <laughs> my office is I'm an entrepreneur, like I said, so I work in a very large building. It's a uh, it's a renovated restaurant. Cool. Um, so the front part that used to be the dining room, we, my office is called a, wor- a co-working space. So we have a lot of members that have their own businesses and you kind of come in and you can just work anywhere in the building. We have a couple of desks and spot with monitors so you can bring your laptop and you can sit down and work 
and plug your monitor in and stuff like that. Um, but the kitchen, we gutted the entire kitchen and made it into a maker space. So I have thousands of dollars worth of power tools and we have saws. We have a big CNC. We have two lasers. We have six 3D printers. Um, so I like I like working in a makerspace. I actually started a company completely around the makerspace, um, a company where I, I do laser engraved gifts and uh, cufflinks and coasters and stuff like that. So I'm really I've gotten really big into the makerspace world. And as it translates with with kids and young people, young people who we get tours come through here all the time. Um, STEM is becoming real big in school. Oh, yeah. So it's science, technology, engineering, and math. And so I've gotten real big into the STEM world and teaching, you know, people, adults and kids alike that not every, all the traditional occupations aren't necessarily what you have to do. You can find things that you do that you like and that you're good at and translate that into a job. So, yeah, I could I could talk about STEM more than anybody wants to hear about STEM, probably. Well, I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of people that want to hear about STEM. We'll save that for another podcast because, yeah. you know, yeah, you don't want to spoil all of it all at once. No, <laughs> not that I'm not interested, but I wanted to know when you were a kid, was there a specific job that you wanted when you grew up? All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> Got to prepare yourself. Here we go. I was, I've always been cynical. I've always been kind of a smart ass, but I've also been like really, really honest. And I get that from my mom. So when I was a kid, I wanted to be a magician. Oh. And um, when that kind of, my, my dad kind of squashed that whole dream. It was like, that's ridiculous. Being a magician, magician is stupid. So I had to find something else to tell people I wanted to be. And I, you know, when I grew up, where I grew up, being a cop wasn't cool and being a teacher wasn't cool. And so I just would tell everybody I wanted to be old <laughs> because in my bed, on my dad's half of the family, not everybody made it to being old. Like his grandparents, my, my grandparents, his parents died before I was ever born. And my dad was in his thirties. So he lost both of his parents at a young age. So like getting old wasn't something my family always did. Mm -hmm. um, even on my mom's side, I had an uncle who passed away um, at a young age. So I was like, I'm just going to tell everybody I want to be old when I grow up because it's different. So, yeah, I would tell everybody I wanted to be old. And then, like, people would look at you like, like, no, really, what do you want to be? I was like, no, old. I want to be old. Yeah, I got a lot. I got a lot of. I got in trouble a lot for being a smart ass when I was just really trying to be serious. Yeah, you're, you're like, I'm not. I'm not trying to be a smart ass. Listen, I just want to live. Tell you my history. Live. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, you know what? You're already thinking outside of the box as a kid, so that's yeah, fun to see it it go into your adulthood as well. Yeah. Um, and I know fantasy football was a passion for all of us. Uh, and you said DFS was your first, you know, toe dip into the whole thing. Yeah. Do you do you play all different kinds of fantasy now, or what kinds of fantasy football do you play? Oh, you th if you if you even hint at a league, I'm probably going to be yeah, I'll play. Um, or <laughs> when when a new site comes out, that's one thing Dale's really good at is finding all these brand new, super mm -hmm. obscure websites with different ways of of calculating points and different, you know, kinds of contests. So I try and join everything. Like I've got an account with owner's box and I love, uh, I seem to do better on FanDuel, but I, 
enjoy DraftKings more. I don't know why. It's like I enjoy giving away money. Like, <laughs> hey, just take yeah. all my money to speak DraftKings. Um, I like competing in in the the big tournaments. I will find as many free tournaments. Like we got a we have a uh, a WhatsApp group for the website, and I'm constantly whatever free entries I can find. Like Yahoo does a free contest every week that most people don't even know about. It's free to enter. Um, never won it. Never. No, I just <laughs> I'm not not even come close. Now I've I've gotten to like close to cashing. Um, but yeah, I just like any kind of league. I like, I love redraft. It's the most fun because you start over, but then like dynasty is kind of like being the general manager of your own franchise. So I just, I just love it all. But I, I probably say that redraft is what I do the most and enjoy the most. Do you know how many leagues you're actually in right now? Uh, 11, 11, which is right. down from 17 I was in last year. And if you just go tell somebody that 11, they're going to be like, whoa. And then <laughs> you're like, well, I was in 17. They're going to, they're, they're just not going to be able to process. Yeah. So that's what I usually find. So <laughs> it's pretty fun. Uh, with the DFS situation, when people get into that, because it, it, it kind of intrigues me. I don't play a whole lot of DFS. Um, yeah. I wish I did, but. I don't know. It always slips my mind. I'm very, very scatterbrained. Um, but uh, with DFS, what kind of advice do you have for people that want to get, you know, involved with DFS? They just never played it before. Don't be afraid to do the cliche things. Don't be afraid to play the chalk. But also, at the same time, don't be afraid to find that one player is going to make you different. That's what a lot of people will go out there and just build a lineup of only guys they know the name of. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a big fan of, I mean, you need a lot of times if, if, if it's going to be, you know, Derek Henry's playing against a team with a terrible defense, you know, you have to play Derek Henry because everyone's going to have Derek Henry if yeah. they want to win. But then you have to find that one outlier player. Um, like last week, it was uh, Shakir, the receiver for the Buffalo Bills. Mm. Um, not a lot of people were talking, but you weren't, you know, a lot yeah. of fantasy analysts were talking about him, but not a lot of, you know, people in, on Twitter and, and, you know, in the group chats were talking about him. Um, that was, a, that was a very good, I guess, I guess maybe it's, I hate calling them sleepers, um, because a sleeper kind of implies that it's somebody that nobody's paying attention to, yeah. you know, it's just, it's, it's this week, it's this guy is more relevant, you know, mm -hmm. you find like this week, I'll say it's, uh, I think Sky. I forget if it's Sky or Skylar Thompson is the quarterback for the Dolphins because Tua is out and because Bridgewater is still in concussion protocol. So the yeah. Miami Dolphins quarterback, who has a ton of good receivers, yes, should be a good option, but not many people are going to want to pick him. Right. By the way, guys, if this comes out later, uh, this current date is 10-12-2022, so this advice <laughs> may not be um, helpful for you in the future, but it, it, don't come back at Austin and be like, yeah. yo, dude, you told me and Tua was playing, man. I don't even understand. You're like, this is 2023. Like, Yeah. <laughs> no, but Thank I you. totally, no, but I, I like the uh, the thought process there is really cool. Um, yeah. See how, you know, and um, yeah, uh, what about like, rules or like settings for leagues are there a specific rule or setting that you enjoy having in your leagues i love super flex 
and I'm mad because I feel like everybody you ask that question to says super flex. I feel like that's the most <laughs> common answer you've gotten. Everybody and I likes it, I guess, creative. except for Andy Barron's. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, super flex is just, I like points. I yeah. like offense. It was just funny because when I played football, very briefly, I played on the defense because I like hitting people. I like the violence. Um, but it, when fantasy football, it's all about winning and scoring more points. Even on defense, you, you're you getting points for sacks and, and for interceptions. So anything that gets you more points. So, uh, you know, a quarterback has the ball a lot. And, you know, if you can find a good throwing quarterback and a good running quarterback and pair them together, mm-hmm. it makes a great super flex offense. Yeah, I'm seeing yeah. strategy, guys. It's all nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's so nice to have a plan. Oh, um, so uh, podcasting. I want to get back to your your podcasting voice and the, the yeah. vocal tones of Austin. <laughs> um, so, um, see, now I'm at a loss of words because I said um so many times because I'm trying to, trying to get this correct. You know, like how do I want to describe this? Oh, I know podcasting. Do you prefer podcasting over writing or is writing something that you enjoy more than podcasting? I like podcasting more. My problem is my life is chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, it has been chaos since the minute I got in the fantasy football industry. Uh, yeah. My dad used to live before, before he passed away. My dad was sick and he lived with me and I took him to dialysis every day. So I had to take him to dialysis, pick him up from dialysis. Mm-hmm. I also have six kids, um, four biological, two adopted. They don't all live with me. Um, of the, 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 the adopted one, we adopted. A, uh, I have a now four-year-old child. Uh-huh. Um, in addition to my oldest, who did just turn 23. Um, so, yeah, I never know what I'm doing. I've got, I've got sports. <laughs> I have taking kids to school. I have picking up nieces and nephews from school. So finding a time to podcast is really hard for me. Um, you know, I would ideally like to get up in the morning, take my kids to school, come into work when it's super quiet, record a podcast mm-hmm. and and then be able to go about the rest of my day. But something else will inevitably show up, you know, <laughs> some other thing, you know, a yeah, kid needs medicine or forgot to do this, or my wife needs this or, or my wife, you know, needs that or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's finding a time to podcast. That's why you're, when you asked if I could be, if I'd be on, uh-huh. it was great because you, you were like six o'clock and I was like, I'm at the office. Usually yeah. we office closes at five. I'm kind of a unicorn. I kind of, I have access to my office whenever I want to, um, because I kind of, also work at my office, which is really, really weird. I, I'm always <laughs> doing things around the office. So right. it's kind of like uh, I'm an unofficial employee. Um, so they're like, yeah, you can come and go as you please, which is great because I have kids and dogs and a wife at home. So being able to be here whenever I want to, you know, I usually be close at five and at six o'clock, usually when I head home, but I don't have to head home. Right. So this is like the perfect time for me to be able to, to record, but it's not, it doesn't work for everybody else. It doesn't work for most people. Yeah. I mean, promise. I mean, because I'm, I mean, yeah, I get it. Uh, it is hard to schedule people and, and, and to, to get your podcast to like, you know, 
work with everybody else's schedules are very hard to do. Yeah. So six o'clock when you were like, oh yeah, we're in the same time. Yeah, you know, that's great. Like, totally. And I'm like, great, because like I get off of work at five. So six o'clock gives me a little bit of time to rest. And, exactly. And, you know, prepare myself for podcasting. Do you have a like a ritual or anything you do before you go on a podcast or you just go straight into it? Uh, make sure I go to the bathroom first. <laughs> because I try and drink a lot of water. And I'm just like, I'm sitting here, yeah, the last thing you want to do is be you're rocking back and forth, fidgeting, because you got to go to the bathroom. Like, yeah, that's um, all you're thinking about. You're like, yeah, no. So this room that I'm in, um, like I said, place used to be a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, this room used to be the freezer. And we gutted the entire building. We, we, gutted, we gutted the freezer, sold all the internal parts of the freezer, and we have what's called a media room. We call it a media room because, like, it's just for whatever. Like, I have a background behind me, but we have, like, this grayish one, a white one, and then we have a wooden wall behind that. So it looks aesthetically pleasing, and we have all these lights and different things like that. So right before I got on, I jumped on a stream yard to try and make sure it looked decent. Yeah. Because it's always a pain because I wear glasses, mm-hmm. and I have to try and get the light so where it's not just, like, I've got these two glowing orbs on my face. Like this? Yeah, that's been the hardest <laughs> thing for me. It's like I that's yeah, why I don't I, do video. That's the only reason why I don't put the video at us because I wear glasses. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, podcasting and lighting and getting all that, you know, uh microphone and everything else. Yeah. When you went about like determining what you were gonna need to podcast, um, uh, what did you how did you go about doing the research for all of that? Uh so I've I was really, I, I still kind of am. I was really big into Gary V for a while. Mm-hmm. And Gary V has a guy named D Rock. And D Rock is, he does a vlog. He's the guy who follows Gary V around initially and was doing all the stuff. Well, he uh, put out a blog a couple of years ago about how he got started with Gary V. And in that blog is a list of, of all the stuff he bought out, stuff he bought in the beginning like all the cheaper gear that he bought, you know, the cheaper cameras, mm-hmm. microphones, stuff like that. And then he has the, what I have, it's like, you know, a then and now before and after. So he has the, Hey, I get it. People are on a budget. Go with this microphone, this camera, this, that, this light, whatever it is. And then he was like, so I have like this, this little list I keep on my computer of things I want to get for our podcast studio here at the office is, you know, we have, you know, I've got a blue snowball microphone and I've got a Yeti microphone, but I, I want to get some better ones. And I watch, I kind of look at what the the podcast that I'm, I enjoy watching and listening to. I, I like to see what it is they have. Like Andy, Mike, and David. Mm-hmm. I mean, Andy, Mike, and Jason. Jeez, Andy, Mike, and David. Andy, oh, you know, Mike, and Jason. <laughs> the fantasy footballers. You know, they're really big into having the sound right and stuff like that. So, you know, I have, I, I started watching and paying paying attention to what they were doing, mm-hmm. but COVID made the biggest difference. Yeah, because there were so many people. The amount of podcasts I listened to, or morning shows and stuff, that got affected by COVID, and I'm like, you're you're you work for ESPN, and your podcast sounds like dog shit. <laughs> like that is, I was like, what are these guys doing? They're all, I was like, what are you using a C and say? You know. <laughs> yes. probably Um, that was that was probably when i started paying attention attention to it the most yeah it was when covid hit and everybody was going remote and i was like okay this does make a huge difference when did you start putting content out do you remember about what time i don't know if i asked you that already or not uh, 2019 okay so Um, prior to 
COVID becoming like what it is or what yeah. it was even yeah. uh, at the beginning, we were all like, so did you, how did you have to adjust how you put out your fantasy football content or did it still come out the way you wanted it to? And you didn't have to do much tweaking. No, see, so <laughs> I always, I like to say, I don't, I don't podcast. Mm -hmm. I, I, I podcast at the internet. I kind of like, so I just throw things out there and see, like I do it sporadically. Like I don't, like I've, I have two podcasts, neither of which is any good. Um, neither of which I tell anybody about. Um, you can, you oh, should. I, well, I, I want to get them better. And that's, that's my biggest thing. I am, I'm at a point with writing and content and editing, editing and doing website stuff where I'm, I'm confident, mm -hmm. you know, I don't, even, a, even a bad article that I put out is still fairly okay, you know, to most standards. But I haven't, I have these visions of, of, of what I want my podcast to be mm -hmm. and I'm not there yet. And it's just like, I haven't, it's like, I haven't found the thing, you yeah. know, like when you look at certain people, like they click, when you, you look at certain groups, um, Nick, I cannot say his last name. Herculano? Yes. Yes. BDG. BDG. Yeah. Yes. Those guys. I've, I've watched his stuff because of you. Um, and, and, and just the way he's come along since I learned about him and they're figuring it out. Like they're getting all their stuff, the fantasy footballers, you know, you look at them. Um, there's lots of groups out there where it's more than one person or even solo pods where they kind of have got it all figured out. And I don't, the thing that I want, I haven't got it yet. Like, so I've got, I'm not sure how much research you did or how deep you dug I have, I own the domain. I'm real big into buying website domains because um, <laughs> I'm a huge nerd and I like building websites. Um, so I have the Fantasy Football Morning Show. I own the domain, Fantasy Football Morning Show. Here's my cup that I had made for the, oh. this is the podcast and no one can see my cup but you. Sorry. No, um, I, but I can see it and I can say it's it. super awesome. So, well, Love. thank you. So the, I started that because... You put me on open bar, which the open bar is essentially late night TV for fantasy football. And I yep. think it's phenomenal and they need to record some more. I've already added them before. Um, so I've, I've, I have, I have aspirations to one day be on the open bar. It's oh, so fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just, I've watched so many episodes and I just, I love it. So I was like, one day I was like, how come there's no morning show? Yeah. There's no fantasy football morning show. I mean, there are. You know, you have the serious XM show and then you have all these, you know, get up and all these different shows that are transitioning into talking about sports and betting and fantasy sports. Everybody's incorporating it. But it was like, you know, there was never a format for like a talk show kind of fantasy football morning show. So I said, well, I bought the domain. I've got it. You know, I'll throw up a small, ridiculous website and I'll make a podcast and I'll record it. And that was before COVID hit where I would get in the car, take my kid to school, come in early, record, and then try and put it out. And I would do the live streaming and I learned about StreamYard and stuff like that. And I was just, it never fit. It never was the way I wanted to. Even when I had people who would get online and ask questions and interact with me, people enjoyed it, but it, it just didn't feel right. So finally, just recently, I think I figured out a format to where... I think I kind of missed the boat with myself. I want it. I, I, I want to help people and I want to, I want to find as many small 
accounts as I possibly can that have content mm-hmm. and or want to make content and don't have the time to do all the heavy lifting. And I kind of want to piece it all together. So I think I'm going to turn the uh, fantasy football fantasy football morning show into like a show where I host it mm-hmm. and I incorporate other people who want to get in to the fantasy football industry uh, where I help showcase their content because there are lots, lots of people out there who are doing things like TikTok and making YouTube videos and stuff like that, but don't really have a platform for it. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. what if I just showed kind of like what you're doing with this podcast? Like you're putting us on, like there's, you have a bigger following than I do. And you know, that's okay. Cause at one point in time you didn't, you know, and at one point in time, Troy King didn't have the yeah. following he had. He didn't have a blue check mark. He didn't right. have a lot of people. And it all it took somebody else to help them be put mm-hmm. on. It's kind of like in the music industry, where like you get a, you're a rapper and you get a feature on someone else's album, mm-hmm. you know, um, or you produce somebody else's album. And next thing you're, it's yep. like, who's this Kanye? Who's this kid with the backpack? Who's this guy? Who's that guy? You know, and everybody isn't everybody's cup of tea, right? You know, that's and that's true. fine. But if I can help you as as a, a person who views the content, find one other person that you like. You're like, oh, I like that guy or I like that girl or that person makes good points. And, you know, I can help bridge the gap. Then I'm just like, that's that's going to be cool content. So that's kind of what I want to turn. I can't even remember the question you actually asked me oh, um, man. before I started rambling. No, but, um, you know, with. I don't know. We were talking about COVID. We were talking about, I don't know. My, I can't, I can't barely think about like, you know, wh- how I got home today. How did it go? <laughs> I know I drove here, but <laughs> how? Uh, no, but that I really, really, really love helping other people. And especially people that don't have a following. Like I don't have a huge following, but I do have a bigger following than some yeah. people. And it's really cool to be able to like help see that and see people you know get bigger and bigger and bigger and have people come on the show before they blow up it's always fun too Uh, it's just a a blast and seeing you be passionate about wanting to help other people out is super dope to see as well that that whole concept sounds really rad no thank you i appreciate that and like totally and and if somebody comes to you and they have questions or they, they they need some advice about like putting out content um you know are you one of those people that's like willing to help out and give the, oh, totally. the advice that they need? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so yeah, people message me all the time. They DM me, you know, questions. Cause like I, I, I am, I'm a huge overall fantasy football person, mm-hmm. but I'm also in like, so what I call some of the more nerdier communities. <laughs> like um, I always joke with uh, I, footballers, Kyle Borgen. I can't say his, Borg and Betts have mm-hmm. their DFS podcast and they talk about being spreadsheet bros all the time. <laughs> so like I will, whenever I'm doing some stuff with a project or whatever, I will throw out some hashtag spreadsheet bro questions. And then like, I get a message from my DMS. Oh man, I'm so glad there's another nerd out here like me, you know, <laughs> trying to do different calculations. And I'm always, I have this, this weird desire to have one stat that's attributed directly to me and um i've been working on it for like a year so i'm I'm trying to to develop that and i'm building this 
huge, massive, ridiculous Google spreadsheet with all these football stats. Um, so yeah, I want to have a stat that people associate with me one day. Yeah. Hey, yeah. that's a great thing to aspire to have, like for we'll real see. though, because you can Look, totally, yeah. With my luck, it'll be a stat somebody else already invented. <laughs> hey, you know, you'd be like, you know, I mean, it's just uh, creative, you know, just the liberties taking a little bit, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know. Um, so when you are putting out content and you're like trying to get more people to get eyes on it, um, is there a specific way that you go about getting your, your content out to the people to be able to listen to or to see? So one of the things that I focus on, once again, because I'm a huge nerd, <laughs> is the SEO. That's one of the reasons I got to be the editor, um, because I, I, I knew how to do the SEO stuff. It's part of that's one of the things I do in my real life is help people get found on Google. You get their help their business be found or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so I love I have this sick fascination with with Google and SEO, which is search engine optimization and trying to get things found and using the right keywords because the fantasy football industry is super, it's a lot of repetitive. I'm like, we're all doing the same. We're all using a lot of the same words like mm -hmm. NFL week one, NFL week two, <laughs> waiver wire week one, waiver wire week two. Yeah. So I try and find different spins and different combinations to put, you know, so we're, you know, I'm never going to beat a CBS sports or ESPN, or I'm never going to beat those articles because they have, mm -hmm millions of people flocking to their site every day looking for stats or whatever it is right so you know i just want to try and be in the conversation so that the internet can find out you know what we have out here you know whether it's me or whether it's somebody else's stuff you know and, and then also i try and attach um our names to our content mm -hmm. like you know whenever i whenever like you know heather's uh waiver wire article i would try and make sure that when you search it it just it doesn't come up with, with just waiver wire it comes up with waiver wire and Heather Murray. So maybe one day she could be synonymous with the waiver wire, you know, mm -hmm. at least in a small circle. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, one, I remember uh, I wrote an article for the fantasy footballers uh, when I was with them and it came, you know, it was one of the first articles when you searched for something and I yeah. was like, yeah. So I like took a screenshot of it just so I could be like this, cause this is like never happens ever. Yeah, it's, it's never awesome going to happen like. again. So yeah, that was super, super cool. And like, to create the perfect title or the correct or the perfect like set of words. Um, how does your brain go about like figuring out exactly how, how to go about making the perfect one? So I go into what, what do I want you to see when you search? Okay. So like, I want you to see Heather's name or my name or whoever it is. Um, and I want you to see, the one thing that probably makes my content different from everybody else's like, you know, waiver wire articles are kind of the same mundane thing. Like I always try and put like today when I did mine, I try, I try to, I, I like to put names of people, I mean, people that are real waiver wire pickups, but I like it, Cooper cup can't be a waiver wire pickup. Right. And you know, we can't have uh, uh, Isaiah McKenzie for the third week in a row, be the bills receiver you have to have. <laughs> so trying to, when you search, I want to try and have a different name show up, like a name that maybe is normally put at the bottom of a list. I kind of like to, rev I guess I, I, I didn't think about this until right now, but I would guess in my head, I reversed engineer the list. So I, all the popular people I put towards the bottom of the list because everybody has them. Right. So I try and go with the top. So when, if you see my article and you get that little 
snippet where it's just a section of the article, I want you to hopefully see a name that you haven't seen before. And you'd be like, who's this Max Klein guy? You know, um, so there, yeah, that's just try to be different. Yeah. And that's, and that's a theme that I think is on a lot of these podcast episodes is to try to be different. And yeah. like that goes for like articles and uh, like, um, some people are really big into like thumbnails for like their YouTube videos or mm -hmm. whatever. And you're, and you were talking about the websites and creating websites, um, yeah. and you know, making everything visually pleasing. How important mm -hmm. is it to have that kind of like visually pleasing brand? Oh, it's, it's super important. And, uh, and once again, listening to your podcast, um, a lot of the people who have done video stuff, and I think it might have, Nick was one of the guys who also talked about it, is having that thumbnail be this cool. There's, there's a lot of, there's actually, there's actually videos on YouTube just on making your thumbnail. Like you can, you can find hour long <laughs> videos about the thumbnail and there's some guys out there who will like critique them for you. You know, you'd be like, hey, what about this? And they'll say, all right, you need to move this here. You need to put your font bigger, the face bigger, whatever it is. Um, a lot of people, when they put out content, verbal, you know, when, they put it, when they're putting out articles, they don't think about the image that shows up on social media. Because mm -hmm. some people don't even put a picture with theirs or they use the same recycled picture or they, they steal a picture from somebody else. You know, uh, they just Google Aaron Rodgers and find the first Aaron Rodgers photo that shows up, <laughs> you know, and they use that as their thumbnail. And it doesn't stick out because I saw that same photo earlier when ESPN put it out or whoever it was. So I try and make ours stick out, and um, you know, like with the waiver wire. Um, and it wasn't even intentional, you know, because Heather's the only female uh, writer we have. But I've used a kind of pink neon glow on the waiver wire words. Mm -hmm. And then I changed the picture every, the background picture, and I fade it out. So every week I pick a, a player that she used in her article, and I try and make it a more obscure player. Because you're like, you scan it, you look at it, and you're like, who, who is that? Yeah. Who's number Never six? Never seen that guy. <laughs> yeah. Who's number six on the Titans or whatever it is? Um, using. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, even if it's a kicker, I, I don't care. I just, I'll just try and find somebody who's not like. I, I rarely try to use a Derrick Henry photo or whatever it is. I use a an obscure photo, and then I try and use the team colors, you know, to kind of highlight and, and do the the overlay mm -hmm. of it. So that way it sticks out. You know, it's like waiver wire. What I'm looking for, but then also you know just a different look to it. A lot of people don't think about their images when they when they post an article. Is there anything else that you think people overlook when they're putting out an article and posting it for people to see? Being themselves. Um, I mean, as far as, yeah, as far as an article, I mean, it's the one thing I like about Matthew Berry and a lot of these bigger guys is they have their thing. Like Matthew Berry's got love, hate, mm -hmm. um, you know, Daniel Dopp's thing, the heat, you know, and his content in general at all is Daniel Dopp is a very caring person. He wants everybody to love everybody else and be nice and be good to people. And he, he puts that forward in everything he does. You know, um, Nick, Nick is a very, he's a very New York kind of guy. And he comes across every piece of content he does comes across and it feels very, very him. You, you the same way. All your content is very, very you. It's very rad. And I love like <laughs> me being, me being a 45 year old dude, 
who grew up partly in California, I yeah. love that somebody still uses the word rad. Oh, I will you know, use that word until the day I die. I yeah. promise. But I mean, like, you know, it's like you're, but when you tweet, you do the same thing. Like, Hey guys, have a rad day. Yeah. Make sure to have a rad day or, you know, or whatever, you know, just whatever it is. Like it's your uh, content, no matter where you're putting it, putting yourself out there. So it's like, like, uh, uh, there's, even in tweets, there's certain people, uh, Linda, when she puts out her tweets, it, Cooter Doodle, you know, she, her tweets always sound like if you took away the avatar and you just blocked it out, so I couldn't see the avatar or the name, and mm-hmm. you just read me the tweet, I'd be like, that's totally Cooter. That's totally Cooter. You know, <laughs> um, Dave Kluge, when he, I, it, it just everybody, I like people who have takes and mm-hmm. stances and content that just feels so them. Because I like I like authenticity, for sure. I mean, yeah. I, that's funny because I do scroll through sometimes. I'm like, that sounds like a so and so tweet, and yeah. then you see it, and you're like, oh yeah. And the same thing goes on Facebook. I'm in a Facebook group that's like that too. I'm like, I know who's posting those memes. It's oh Brittany. yeah. So like, yeah, yeah. you know, you, you know, I know who that is, and yep, yep. you're right. Um, Twitter and like the conversations on Twitter usually they're positive. Do you ever get um, concerned that if you're giving out advice, people are gonna, you know come at you about giving out the wrong advice or, or things like that? Or are you pretty chill when it comes to giving out advice? I'm, I'm, I'm hoping someone comes at me. There's no, <laughs> there's no better way to get, I like, I keep looking for hot takes. Me. I have been, I have been on the, uh, now of course I'm going to blank on his name. Now the offensive coordinator for the chiefs. Um, it, literally, I can't think of his name right now. I can see his face. But I every year I talk about how he should be a head coach, and he's not. And then it came out last year that he may kind of be a jerk. People just don't like him. <laughs> um, but, like, I love – I keep trying to put out things I legitimately believe. Right. You know, but, like, takes that I'm like, I hope someone comes at me for this one take, and no one will come at me for anything I say, you know? Um I would tell you the stupidest story. So have you seen the Wonder Years remake? I haven't. I've been meaning okay. to. That's on my list. So I tweeted, I hate remakes. I hate yeah. I hate when anything stopped mm. taking my childhood and remaking it. Remaking it. I, I was like, you know, I'm sure this show is going to be a great show. You could have just called it anything else but the <laughs> Wonder Years. Okay. And yeah. I probably would have watched it. So I tweeted out randomly because it was trending one day how i was not gonna watch this wonder years remake black twitter came from me like i was a clansman they're coming for you yeah i can't believe you're not gonna watch a black show i was like i'm pretty sure it's a bunch of white people making the show but whatever i don't even care about that i just didn't want it was the fact that it was a remake yeah, you know, yeah, it doesn't I'm, matter I'm what huge, it is, you don't want yeah. the remake out there I, yet. I love I loved um the old quantum leap. Yeah. When I was a kid. And now yeah. there's a new quantum yeah. leap. Yeah, I yeah, I try to watch that and I can't I refuse. I have to I'm just I'm standing I'm gonna, I think. I'm gonna die on this hill for no particular reason. Nope. <laughs> not even that important or life altering. It's just I can't stand remaking a thing that was already good. Yeah. In my opinion, you know. Yeah. See, and we just watched the new Hocus Pocus, so we were like, is it going to be? And we liked it just because it was completely, you know, they weren't trying to remake it. It was completely, yeah, yeah, it's a continuation. Know, yeah, continuation. Which, yeah, they're not trying so, to just like take the story and, and yeah. make it theirs, but keep most of this, you know. 
my wife loves that film. The four-year-old, my daughter, she <laughs> loves Hocus Pocus. Um, so they all have all these shirts with, it smells like children and <laughs> all a bunch of Hocus Pocus. And even in my laser engraving company, I have made a ton of Hocus Pocus related gifts. Oh, yeah. Um, so I kind of like just trolled all my friends that first weekend it came on Disney Plus. I was like, you know, watch that terrible remake. You know, watch that terrible remake. It's not a remake. So it doesn't break <laughs> my rule. But it's funny. I started watching it last night and I fell asleep. I had my daughter yeah. that was watching it with me and we both fell asleep. And I oh. normally I'm up to like <laughs> 12, 1, 2 o'clock in the morning because I'm a sociopath who doesn't sleep four hours a day. And uh, so, yeah, I tried watching it last night and I fell asleep like barely five minutes into it. So I, I want to watch that because it looks interesting. Yeah, it, yeah, it's interesting is a good way. To, I don't know. I was like, I don't know if I need to watch the first or the second one again for a while. I mean, I know I only watch it like around Halloween, so yeah. whatever. It's done for the year, but but it is. What it, I don't think I was a Hocus Pocus kid. I don't think I watched. I don't, I don't think I watched it when I was a kid. I think we waited <laughs> till we were adults to get into that. <laughs> um, okay, so you, you brought up four hours of sleep. Um, whether or not that's an exaggeration, I don't know. Is it's it? not. Okay. It's not. Uh, <laughs> There's some days I get more. On on average, I sleep four hours. Um, I am like so when I leave here, when I get done with you podcasting, mm-hmm. I will get in my car, I'll go home, and I'll have a child who wants my attention. I have a wife who wants my attention. It's like everybody's talked about. You have to have that 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 work life balance. Mm-hmm. Well, my wife is ten years younger than me, but she's in the body of a person who is 40 years older than me. She goes to bed at like eight 30. Okay. <laughs> hey, that's great. She so feels I great get to, the next day. so I get, to, she, my wife stays at home, but she still probably feels great the next day. Yeah. I mean, she's just stayed. She, so she's, not to leave the house. I mean, she, <laughs> no, she's always tired. That's my, that's my other thing. She's always tired, but she also sleeps 12 hours a day. So when I get home, most, most depending on what time it is, like we may eat dinner and then I get to watch one show and then she goes to bed. And that's when I get to unwind Yeah. or do content. You know, it depends if I'm trying to, you know, I might stay up for an hour. I'm always trying to learn stuff. So mm-hmm. like I watch a lot of YouTube videos about coding and about fantasy. Like the other day I was trying to figure out how uh, DFS ownership is calculated. So then I went down a rabbit hole where I read an article from six years ago written by one guy and then another article written two years ago by another guy. And then another when I watched a YouTube video where this guy is like doing spreadsheet calculations. And then I'm then the nerd in me just is like, I've got to figure this out and I have to come up with the best calculations in the world. And then then I start drinking. And then I want to like relax and then I want to watch my shows or whatever it is. And I love yeah. cooking shows. I love cooking shows. Oh, oh, I am. I, What's your favorite a, cooking show? Uh, Beat Bobby Flay. Okay. I guess I like it's, that an, one. It's, a, it's a cooking competition. Um, I used to love Cutthroat Kitchen. If you've never, if you've yeah, never yeah, watched fun. it. Yeah. Cutthroat Kitchen. I'll go back and just restart watching seasons of that, you know, on Hulu yeah. or whatever. I was talking um, to Dale about, well, he saw one of my tweets one time about how I was like, we need a cutthroat kitchen. Oh, that's uh, right. Draft. That's right. You guys did that this year at the expo. We were going you? to, I don't know okay. if they did or not. I, I didn't, I, I drafted, but we didn't do that. So yeah. I don't know. But yeah. So anyway, <laughs> back to your, <laughs> yeah. You like to watch the cooking shows. Yeah. I'm a big, I've got a, uh, I'm a, I'm big into smoking meats. Um, I love 
uh, we have me and my three best friends. We have a competition every year for the Kentucky Derby. Mm-hmm. So I pick. We we all like our own sports, but none of us care about the Kentucky Derby at all. We're not rich. We don't own a horse. We're not. We're never going to go to it. We know we don't. We have no interest in it. Yeah, I mean, I'll bet on it every. You know because why not? But it wasn't anything where we like we have to watch the Derby. So if we miss it, we're upset. So I decided one day I was like, hey, we should have a cooking competition between the four of us. And we'll do it on the Kentucky Derby Day every year. And it became an annual tradition. So now we do it. We have we have this competition. We have a tiny little trophy that we have. And I've never won it. This whole thing was my idea. And I've never won this competition once. Um, but it's just I it's I want to do it for fun. So we, you know, we'll every year we'll we'll pick an item. And um it, first it used to be we all picked our own thing. So I could pick ribs and you could pick chicken or you could pick a, a brisket or whatever it is. And then we'd all compete and we'd invite our friends over and our friends are the judges. We pick four people. They get to judge blind, you know, mm-hmm. so this, this last year we changed it when, co- well, when COVID hit, we changed it. So we all cooked the same thing. So then like we did a, a brisket and now we have four huge briskets. And it's like, it's a, it, so it became like this event where like we inv- have to invite all our friends and family so we don't take all this food home. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah. I wish I lived closer. I'd totally come. <laughs> Dang, I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Oh, that's awesome, though. Um, what else do you like to do in your free time if when you have free time? So <laughs> I love um, – I try and do a lot with my kids. So I'm divorced. I'm twice divorced. Um, yeah, twice divorced. So I don't, all my kids don't live with me. Um, so I try and be a part of their lives as much as I can. So mm-hmm. my boys, my t- I have twin boys and they love baseball. So in the summer, um, I, I do a lot of helping coach them or going to see them play or whatever. This year, the four-year-old, her birthday was just in time to make the under six category for soccer. Um, so my wife was like, Hey, do you, I'll make a deal with you. I'll do all the admin stuff. I'll do all the texting parents and snacks. If you will coach the kids and <laughs> let me watch Reagan, that's her name, our daughter. If you let me watch Reagan play, you know, I, I want to be a mom on the sidelines watching my kid play. Mm-hmm. Well, the four year old has the attention span of a four year old. So <laughs> I put her in the games to start. We have, we have eight kids and I put Reagan in, in the beginning of the game. And then she immediately asked me if she can go sit with mommy. So then she, I put her out and then halftime, I bring her back in and she plays and she chases the other little girl on the team around and they play. And then the kids play soccer around them. Um, so it's fun. I, I, I get to coach four year, you know, a bunch of, you know, under six year olds playing soccer. Yeah. Um, one kid likes to meow. One kid pretends to be a Tyrannosaurus <laughs> Rex. Nice. Um, one kid always wants to fight my shadow, which is really weird. That's pretty um, cool. All, okay. I know. They're all a bunch of happy, healthy little kids. Um, yeah. And it's, I just, awesome. I do, I try and do a lot of stuff with my kids. I've got a, my daughter's 16 mm-hmm. and I'm helping her start her own business. Oh, cool. Um, we're launching her website at the end of this month. Um, she makes soaps and lotions and stuff like that. And we kind of get all that going. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just whatever I can. And my, my 23 year old, the oldest he is, he's just, he's grown. So, I mean, he, you know, he's, mm-hmm. I hear from him, happy Father's Day, happy birthday. You know, I, I happy, you know, he lives down a road from me. Um, 
like in a different city. He lives with his mom and where his mom lives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's happy and healthy and hasn't produced a small child yet. Um, he hasn't gone to jail. He's not. I'm just like go. productive member, member of society. I'm good with it. <laughs> well, a lot of what I do is is either fantasy football related or doing stuff with my kids or cooking. I like the cooking. I love mm-hmm. I've got I have a small I have an upright smoker. Um, that I cook in, and then I have one of those pellet grills, cool. and I have a hibachi in the backyard. So, oh wow, that and I like whiskey. I like whiskey a lot. Um, so drinking is the other my other pastime. <laughs> fun, <laughs> hey, those are all very fun pastimes. Yeah, I, I agree. You know? I agree. So it's good to have <laughs> some fun stuff going on in your life. Yeah. Well, some more fun stuff going on in your life is all the content and everything, but I want everybody to know where to find such content and where to find you at. So to wrap things up, Austin, appreciate you coming here. Oh my gosh. It's been a long time coming. I'm so happy yeah. that you're here. Thank you for and, having me. Man, for sure. Uh, go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you and where all your stuff is located. So I'm Austin Thompson. Um, I am on Twitter at Austin wrote that. Um, and people always ask, why did you pick that? And it's because I write articles and I also write code. Um, Boom. So, so I was like, you know, that, that, that feels good. Yeah. So yeah, on Twitter at Austin wrote that I'm on Facebook at Austin wrote that also, if you want to follow me, I'm trying to get better about putting out more content. Um, the fantasy football morning show is about to be rebooted. Um, you can go back and listen to previous episodes. I'm telling you, they are not good and it's okay. Um, because I, I aspire to get better, you know, mm-hmm. um, and then eat sleep fantasy where I'm also at Austin wrote that there. Um, I'm responsible for the website and the editing and filling in when people can't write their articles for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, that's it. Austin wrote that pretty much everywhere. Austin wrote that pretty much <laughs> everywhere. No, but really go follow him and check out all of his work and, Keep an eye out for the soaps and the lovely stuff because I'm sure once that website gets up for your daughter, we'll be helping oh, yeah. out with the community. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure, for sure. Yes. Um, and for everybody out there, I don't know when the next episode's coming out. That's what I like to say. So, uh, <laughs> but until then, make sure that you remember to stay red. Yes. Yes.